Okay, uh, I am here with the co-conveners uh, of the current residence group uh, at UCHRI, Paola Bacchetta of the University of California, Berkeley, uh, and Fatima Al-Tayeb uh, of the University of California, San Diego. Uh, the focus of the group has been queer and trans people of color in Europe. Um, so welcome, it's a pleasure to be talking to you both uh, this afternoon. Uh, let me begin just by asking you what the group has been doing, uh, what purposes you set for yourself, and how you see the group having played out. Maybe the first thing to mention is that there's a third convener, Jin Harita Won, from uh, York in Toronto, who's unfortunately sick today and couldn't come. And the three of us first met, we knew of each other's work, we met at a conference in San Diego and then had the idea to do more work together. And one of the outcomes of this was the application for this UCHRI group. We, we also, what we did was we went away on a very short retreat together um, to Santa Monica, not the most undesirable place in the world. And we wrote together every morning, and we produced an article which is published, and we produced the grant that got us the UCHRI. So we started off with this collaborative work, and then we um, added to our group. And, we, and the group has been very productive. We just finished a group article, which um, Jin and uh, Jillian Hernandez edited for the group, but it was co-written by the group. Um, the activities that we engaged in, we met once a week, we um, met for four hours and then afterwards went to dinner together. We discussed uh, each other's work, we, we also discussed work that we were interested in reading together and um, some of the topics were um, archives and activism, uh, historiography, trans of color uh, um, issues. Anti-black racism, Islamophobia. Um, one of the interesting things I think was that the group didn't quite end up the way we had envisioned it in the sense that not everybody was working on Europe and we weren't sure at first how that would play out but it's actually I think an advantage to see how the experiences and knowledge of people working on South Africa or on um, queer um, girls in um, Latinx and black girls in Miami could relate to experiences in Europe where the limits of translation of experiences were. So it was really very um, fruitful and I think we all just really learned a lot. It was, um, yeah, it was amazing how everything gelled together. It, I think one of the reasons it gelled together, first of all, intellectually, we really had a great deal of commitment to some common um, objectives, and we really listened to each other. And uh, the texts that we read, I thought, were just fabulous. Some were texts I knew that I could see in a different light, and others were texts that I didn't know and you know was introduced to. But also, we began our um, our group together with a community agreement, which we read at the beginning of every single time, every single session where we met. Where we met, and for the first few sessions, we added one or two things to it um, each time. And I think that that really helped to create an atmosphere of cooperation 
among us. They thought it was a, a great idea. It worked really well for us. So you mean a community agreement among the participants in the group yeah. itself? Right? In the room, mm -hmm. yes. Among, so among kind of co-created. Mm -hmm. We yeah. co-created yeah. it um, at the first meeting and we um, and it was incredibly productive. We read it out. Whoever was responsible for the that particular session would read it out and we would each take a part of it. They would be responsible for sort, sort of, you know, saying now we're going to read it out and then each person would read a couple of points. So we read it out over and over again. It was always in our mind. Um, and it, that contributed to an incredibly productive atmosphere. Could, could you say a bit more about um, how you see or have seen the limits of translation mm. between different national political state contexts? in relation to queer and trans people uh, of color playing out? I mean, specifically between Europe and elsewhere? Well, it, within Europe, first of all, mm. because uh, the terms uh, to designate uh, queer and trans people of color are not identical and they don't come out of the same kind of histories mm. either. So some of the terms make no sense, you know. I mean, of color, for example, in France makes not a lot of sense for us to be to be using it and instead we would use a term that translates directly as racialized and uh, understood within that is that everyone is racialized but we are you know subalternally racialized um, and so they're dominantly racialized and subalternally racialized but the, all that is sort of the subtext what it gets called is in general racialized subjects so queer trans uh, racialized subjects would be the term for that. Yeah, and at the same time, um, people of color, of course, also in the U.S. context was always a political term, so a statement more than a description of a reality, a kind of political vision that um, has its limit, which is discussed here a lot. But this political vision was taken up by racialized communities in Europe, so what they have to do is at the same time use a terminology that comes out of the US, U.S. context because they connect to U.S. struggles, but then at the same time apply it to their context, which leads to sometimes difficult negotiations um, within Europe, as, as Paula mentioned. But then also there's the question of hegemony between the U.S. and Europe and what that means. So that's, um, and because our broader framework is women of color feminism and queer of color critique is a theoretical approach. We were prepared to deal with these differences rather than trying to sort of push them under the rug and come up with a homogeneous narrative. So that was actually really interesting to see where the limits are. There is no homogeneous narrative possible, as you rightly said, Fatima. And um, maybe we should also specify what countries people are working on, what's in the room. So Germany, um, France, um, Italy, um, and coming from many different sort of situatedness within within those. South Africa uh, with Tiffany and um, um, sort of the U.S. with uh, Jillian, Latinx U.S. Right. But even like a term like Latinx, because she works on, um, among others, the Cuban community in Miami, which is in a very different position than the communi Latinx communities here. So this is something that is 
through the translate translatability is an issue within the groups that we're working on, yes. not only in relation to each other. And that's very true. different histories as well. Right. Exactly, but also even if we take the term, that's very true, and if we take the term Latinx and we think about it in a wider context um, of Central and South America, that term is contested as a white supremacist term because it refers to Latin, which refers to Spain and to Portugal. Right. And for example, in France, in September, there's a conference on um, the Americas and race in the Americas. And for in the call for papers, there's an interrogation of the term already and um, other terms that will be used at that conference because it really centers black and indigenous and other uh, populations of color. And that, um, and so for example, Amer Indo-Africanidad, which is American Indian Africanity, and other terms like that are, um, are used elsewhere outside of the U.S., even if in the U.S. Um, Latin uh, and Latinx, et cetera, are, are still used as englobing terms. But I think the point that um, within communities, so-called communities, or within you know, these larger rubrics, that, there, that there's still, a, there's a lot of contestation and, in, and untranslatability as well. So it becomes very complex. So they're both, they're both contrast and relationalities sort of at play. And the relationalities themselves get translated into more local terminologies and so. Right, yes. Yeah, and um, where do you see the group taking itself in terms of its intellectual trajectory? Well, one of the things that we're working on is placemaking. So I think it was really interesting to see the difference between being able to meet in person. I think it's really amazing that we managed to write this article already before we even done. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it's, almost it's, a, <laughs> a, a first, I yeah, would say. It's due today, that's and it's good. done. Yeah. 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 It is done. That's it's amazing. going to be sent today. Well so it was, it was very, very intellectually stimulating. I wonder how we will be able to continue without being able to be in the same space because we come from such disparate places. But I'm, I'm sure there will be. We will manage. We yeah, will. will what we'd love to do is to find a way to all, you know, to come together again. Because, in fact, if we think about it, the first time we wrote something together, that the article that went into Society and Space, the three of us conveners, um, it was we were together in, physically in the same space for s several days, and then this time we've all been together, and it's been very fruitful. It was just very quick. I think the article came together very quickly. Um, and it, we have to say it was coordinated by, um, by Jin and by Jill, which was fabulous. They did a brilliant job. And I'm very sorry that, that Jin is not here to speak to that more, but they, they just did a fabulous job with everyone's input. And when you read this thing that they put together, you really feel everyone's presence because they're all, it's multiple voices, and yet it, they managed to make it very coherent. Um, and it, it, it is an article for um, critical ethnic studies, for the journal Critical Ethnic Studies. Great. So, anything else you want to add? Any other insights? Or? Just um, really, I just want to say how grateful we are to uh, UCHRI. And this is something that came up a lot in our meetings, 
where several people who've never had any kind of space that we, you know, to talk about these topics, and it's not the most wildly popular topic for funding these days, mm. and mm. so yeah. we are really, really grateful yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we were mindful of that. Yeah, that's true, especially in the political climate. We had this check-in round every week, and usually it was like, oh my god, everything sucks. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm here. This is the highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Thank you very much, and uh, welcome, and welcome back. Thank um, you very thank much. You. Yeah. Our place is open, of course, to work like this. <laughs> <laughs>